It's Kong da ba di da ba da da ba di da ba da da ba di da ba da. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Michael. <sighs> Feels good and refreshing to be back with you guys this week. Michael's going to spill the tea for us. Uh, no, more like, well, I hope I don't spill this. It's actually decent beer, but anyway, Travis, how are you today? I'm tired. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you know, pretty soon you're going to have to, especially now that summer's coming, you know, the sunshine, vitamin D and all that stuff. You're going to have, you're, you're not going to be able to use that. I'm tired excuse anymore. Oh God. I hate summer. (laughs) I hate summer. I hate, uh, I hate, uh, the heat. I hate the sun. I hate daylight savings time. So for anybody who doesn't know, I I deliver newspapers as my day job. And when we lose an hour in the process of delivering our papers while we're on our shifts, um, it's not fun. It's it's just no bueno. Well, okay. Well, you know what is bueno, Travis? The episode that we're about to be doing. Well, I hope it's bueno. <laughs> I hope it's gonna. Be, I hope it's gonna be very bueno. But uh, I mean, I guess only time will tell, won't it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so uh, yeah, we can go ahead and hop into the news segment. Yeah. Um, there's no beady beady in morphing grid, so we're going to have to insert sound effect right here. Yeah. The do, 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 do. something like that. That sounded more like star Wars than. Power oh yeah, Wars. it did. No, it's hang on. Uh, Clifford is not a kaiju. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about today is our Patreon. So Patreon what? uh, Patreon and on and on. Patreon. Patreon. For anyone who is not aware, we have restarted our Patreon. So if anybody wants to go and support the podcast, if you find some some uh, benefit in this podcast or some, some enjoyment from this podcast and you want to give something back, uh, you can definitely go check us out on Patreon. But uh, as along with relaunching our Patreon, we also launched a bonus podcast that we are doing just for our Patreon supporters, and it is called Godzilla versus the Clickbait Monster. And if anyone out there is solely interested in hearing me die slowly inside, uh, this is exactly the podcast for you. Yep. Yep. Um, Listen to Michael just suffer month to month. I imagine, 
I imagine this will also be the podcast that contributes to my liver disease because it'll cause me to drink. So there we go. Yep. <laughs> I have fun though. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. So uh, for anyone who maybe didn't check out the special first episode that we put into our main feed for everyone to hear, uh, we are doing this podcast uh, and it's, and the rest of the episodes that we're putting out is going to be Patreon only, but we put the first episode out into the main feed. So it, uh, so everyone can hear it. But uh, yeah, we are just going through uh, really dumb clickbait articles, uh, that mostly from Screen Rant, some from other sources, uh, and that deal with giant monster stuff. And we try to see how many times they try to cram Gamera into the Godzilla franchise. Pretty much. I mean, it should just be, <laughs> it should just be Godzilla versus Gamera question mark. Yeah. Where is Gamera appearing today? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're doing that. That's that's a special thing that's just available for our Patreons uh, going forward. But you can check out the first episode. It's in the main feed. Uh, so whatever feed you're listening to this episode on, you can go back and check out. It should be the previous uh, thing that we released and yeah check it out it's a lot of fun uh we are also going to be doing very special stuff related to the magazine we're going to be putting out previews and other little things uh for our patreon supporters so if you are a fan of the kaiju ramen magazine that we put together uh then you can join our patreon because you'll be getting bonus stuff for that each month uh so Lots of fun things that you can do to, uh, you can get in return for supporting us, but ultimately we just want to say thank you if you are willing to give back to this podcast because we put a lot of, uh, we put a lot of work into this podcast and uh, the things that we do, the magazine and everything. And, uh, and so, uh, if you feel the need or feel the desire to give back, you can go to, patreon.com slash kaiju weekly pod and give a, a give back some um not not we're not uh no one's required to but if you do we we really appreciate you no one's required to but it's strongly encouraged strongly encouraged we need we there's a lot of there's a lot of bills piling up that we need to pay people. Come on, no, no, I'm just <laughs> we need that money. No, we have to, we have to pay for my drinking habit for this bonus podcast we're doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that was just a bit of news we wanted to get out of the way right at the top of the episode. But let's get into the actual news for this week. So the first bit of news is it has been announced that Godzilla vs. Kong will be released in the UK through premium VOD, video on demand, on April 1st. Now this is this is really great news because uh, with the heavy lockdowns and theater closures and everything that's still going on in the UK, uh, a lot of our UK friends didn't know when they were going to be able to see Godzilla vs. Kong or if they were going to be able to see Godzilla vs. Kong because HBO Max is not available to them. So how are they going to watch it? And now it, we have we have we have com confirmed from legendary Warner Brothers that Godzilla vs. Kong will be available to UK fans on April 1st. Yes, we now have Kong Formation. Kong Formation. That was the ride that was down in Orlando and at Universal Studios. 
Kong yeah, that, was Kong, that was Kong frontation. Oh, Kong frontation. Well, if he wants to be in the front or in the whatever. Anyway. <laughs> My, oh, never mind. Nope. Mm -mm, not going there. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited for our friends in the UK. I know that uh, things are a little bit more uh, stringent over uh, with our friends across the pond. You know, things are kind of loosening up here stateside. So we are getting we are getting the luxury of seeing Godzilla versus Kong in theaters and or on video on, or on HBO max, because we have HBO max, not to brag a little bit, but you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is really exciting news for our friends over there because we do have some listeners and some really good friends of ours uh, that uh, do live overseas and they were freaking out a little bit mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> like a week or so ago. I saw, I saw the Twitters were a flutter from all of our UK friends wondering when they were going to be able to uh, watch GVK. And I think it was what it was announced. This was announced this week or late last week that they were going to be able to watch it on April 1st. It was um, it was this week or this this week that we're okay. as of the time of recording. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Good for them. I'm excited uh, that they'll be able to watch it about the same time everybody else does. So, yeah. Good. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm very happy that all of our UK friends are going to be able to see Godzilla versus Kong because I just cannot, I cannot imagine being, you know, what a Godzilla or Kong fan like we are, and not being able to see. Not it's not even that. Like, it, like I understand if you can't go to the theater. There are Kong fans. Uh, there's there's some according to that map that we that we had mm. that was put out uh we'll apparently talk my apparently my state is a kong state but which that's that's the very so, definition so, of fake news so is my state it's like okay okay so the, we talked about the are you our, our friends in the uk getting the movie that's exciting okay let's talk about this so they released this this <laughs> map kind of like how the united states during election uh during the elections they will always put out you know, a map showing, you know, whether your state is predominantly red or predominantly blue. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so they put out this, this map that shows which states are predominantly Kong and which states are predominantly Godzilla, you know, fans mm -hmm. are rooting they for. That off of, I think they base that off of the hashtag use like either team God. I think they're either basing it off of team Godzilla or team Kong, or even how, how many times hashtag Kong or hashtag Godzilla is used in a particular state. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, and this goes to show that my state doesn't know what the heck it's doing. Um, we're apparently team Kong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, out of the 50 states of the United States, uh, 45 were Godzilla and only five states were rooting for Kong. Uh, according which to this, right, rightfully so, which rightfully so. And I mean, two of them were our states, my state and your state were both, uh, Kong. So it's like, it's it was the, it was the darndest thing. Like it was the, it was the darndest thing when I saw that and I was like, what really? Yeah. Okay. So we are just a, a couple of Godzillas in a Kong state. Look in this house, in this house, this house is team Godzilla. Okay, this house is Team Godzilla. If you come in here with your hashtag Kong wins twenty twenty one, you can see your way out because that's that that we do not we do not subscribe to that ideology in this house. We're we're just a couple of a couple of Godzillas living in a Kong world, and everything is mm -hmm. Kong for him. 
mm. and himself yeah. and everybody mm. around him. Now we're getting a little bit. Now I'm gonna have to get, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get my waiters on, man, because it's, it's it's getting deep in here. It's Kong da ba dee da ba da da ba dee da ba da da ba dee da ba da. So, uh, new Godzilla and Kong themes were announced. Uh. Yes. Okay. So, so we have been we've been talking this up a lot on this podcast. Uh, we've been talking about Junkie XL doing the the music the the score for Godzilla versus Kong, and we have been really looking forward to hearing anything from that score and what it's going to sound like and so he junkie xl just uh the other day released the godzilla and kong themes from the movie and people uh, were divided on them yeah a little bit divided i think okay so i'm gonna say this i liked both of them Mm-hmm. Um, I liked both of them a lot. Uh, clearly got the, clearly the Godzilla theme was heavily Ifakube inspired. You can hear yeah. it. It was big and bombastic and just really like it's that, the, like those really, those big drums and those dirty horns and just everything kind of going on at once, uh, as you would expect for, for a Godzilla theme. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, eh. I don't know how I feel about this. And then, and then I listened to it uh, a couple more times on various different um, like ways. Like I listened to it through my stereo system and then I listened to it in the car and then I listened to it again in my headphones. And I was like, yeah, no, I really like this. I really do like this. Um, I'm wondering what it's going to be like in the context of the film. Now the, the title of the track is what Pensacola. Yeah. Uh, Pensacola, Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. So I'm assuming Godzilla's coming to Pensacola. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, friends in Florida. But anyway, I'll have to go warn my sister. My sister lives in Florida. Um, anyway, so the Godzilla track was good. Um, but I'm going to have to say that I'm going to have to give the edge as far as the theme goes to Kong. Because um, although like the, I do love big bombastic themes for, for characters, but... Um, there was just something really special. I won't say special, but I I was just something really interesting about uh, the Kong theme where I feel like that track kind of takes you on a journey Mm -hmm. a little bit with the sound. It takes you on a journey and it takes you on like a lot of emotional, like it takes you on sort of an emotional little roller coaster throughout that track. The track is the, the, the respective tracks. I think Godzilla's theme is a, is a almost two and a half minutes. um, Maybe going on three Whereas the Kong theme is like seven minutes, almost going on eight, I believe. Like that. So yeah, you know the Kong the Kong theme definitely takes you on a on a musical journey, and I really really like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking that the 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 Kong theme really tells a story. Like you can feel mm. the story being told in the music and everything, and you don't even have to watch the film to kind of get the sense of what's being what's what's happening. You know, in this moment when this music is playing, um, because it, it's really good. It captures a lot of emotions and everything and tells tells the full story whereas the Godzilla theme for me was kind of like the Fukube by way of like John Williams mm, a little bit because yeah. it's like very brass heavy mm-hmm. and yeah. John Williams leans a lot on on the brass um 
side of things. So yeah, it, it's uh, it, a lot of people were underwhelmed by the Godzilla one. I didn't hate it. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was a uh, it is a new take on the Godzilla theme, but still keeping the classic you know melody. But like you know, like I said, kind of leaning more heavy into the the brass and the and mm. the drums. Um, yeah. And I sort of fell into this trap too that everyone else fell into. It's like well, we were, you know, you know, the score for King of the Monsters was so great, and it was like yes. such a, it was such a callback to everything we grew up with. It was just such a nostalgia trip. The the score for for King of the Monsters was, and I think we were all just kind of sitting around waiting that Junkie XL was going to throw his own his own flavor of Ifuka Bay on us, and then that and he was going to call it good. But that's not quite what he did. It's more junk. It's more actually junky XL than Ifukube. Uh, although you can hear the you can hear the inspirations of uh, Ifukube in the track. Um, so I think we all kind of got ourselves hyped up to where we're just going to be like, oh, we're going to get the classic dun 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 dun. But that's not quite what we got. You can hear it, but the arrangement is different. Yeah, I I wish this was the episode that G-Man was able to guest on because G-Man was one of the ones who was very disappointed in it and he and he seemed to have a very concise way of explaining uh, on Twitter what it was that he found wrong with it or like what what he didn't like about it and I would really like to hear from him. So maybe we can discuss this more when we have G-Man on, because I would like to hear from the other side of it, why he doesn't like it so much or what, yeah. what's what it is that he's not just not grooving with. But mm. for me, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not as mind blowing as I was hoping for. Like I was hoping for junkie XL's Godzilla theme to be like, Oh my God, I cannot believe what I just heard. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's, it's not bad. For me, I don't think it's bad, and I think that the Godzilla one in the context of the movie will work. But mm -hmm. I definitely, like you, think the Kong one is much better as far as a film score goes, mm -hmm. because it is telling a story just right. in the music. Um, let's move on to the next bit of news. We're going to talk about that Godzilla Singular Point trailer. Godzilla uh, what? Yeah, this is Godzilla singular point trailer. So um, it was all in Japanese. It was not, they didn't have any English subtitles or dubbing for it. Um, I don't think we're, I don't really think we're going to get a Japanese, all right, we're not going to get an English dub trailer. Probably we're not going to hear any English language spoken until it comes out on Netflix, most likely. I think. Um, I don't know. I, we, we might get one, but this one was not. However, just talking about the visuals in it, mm -hmm. the visuals in it look amazing, like always, uh, like they have already what we've seen. But we have gotten some new kaiju shown in the in this trailer and a little bit more of some of the ones that we've already seen. Yep, we sure did. And I am pleasantly pleased to announce that Jet Jaguar does not look like a dumpy little person. Yeah, so here's what I would, and I didn't say this when we talked about it originally, but I initially, when we were talking, I guess I was just so wrapped up in just how funny the the that design for Jet Jaguar that we saw the short, mm. short stumpy leg one. Right. I still think that's going to be in the show. I don't mm -hmm. think. This oh is, yeah, 
Yeah, this is not saying that this is that is not showing up. That is going to show up. But I think that just like Jet Jaguar in the movie uh, grew from like the the you know his small human size to gigantic. I think this they're kind of playing with that and not doing like a an actual size growing, but like he starts off small and then they add parts to him to make him bigger. Either that or he has some kind of hydraulics that make his legs expand. Well, no, if you look at him, he's completely, the legs are completely different because okay. he, he's got an entire lower half that, because I, one of the things that we talked about was the crotch arrow uh, <laughs> that they, that they didn't have that on the, on the stumpy design, but it's there on this version when they showed in this, you just catch it, you know, when he's, when he's doing his spin kick, they have, so his entire lower half is mm. it's different but also his upper torso is actually different mm -hmm. so i think they just i think they rebuild him and build him bigger uh and that's that's why that that explains it's kind of like a throwback to the, the fact that that uh uh jet jaguar could change size and mm -hmm. they didn't want to do that in this movie so they do it in a way that's like where we have a small version and then we rebuild him bigger right Yes, but the he does totally look awesome. <laughs> he, he does. I was I was impressed. I was like, I, I, I messaged Nathan. I said, well, finally, Jet Jaguar finally looks like a, a looks like a proper bad insert a. explicitive bad. Yeah, a. Bad, yeah, bad A. trying to keep it PG. Um, and I'm actually kind of I'm more I'm warming up to design. I'm warming up to the to the design more that I know that it's going to be more than just dumpy little penguin jet Jaguar. Uh, I still like the penguin design. I still like that dumpy design. I like it more just because of how angry it made people. So, um, but uh, so looking at this trailer, um, what do you think of what people are, what people are saying? We don't have confirmation, but what people are saying is uh, Hedora or Hedera. You know, that will be interesting to watch because it's like to me, it's obviously hetera. Um, mm -hmm. It's got but, the vagina eyes, but, everything. Um, but yeah, that's true. But it's blue. It's not black. Yeah, but maybe are they are they I'm wondering if they're playing around with the more alien aspects, though, of 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 hetera instead of doing like the instead of doing like the sludge, maybe he'll be more like say a dogra or something of that nature, or mm -hmm. maybe he'll be a more of a natural, maybe honestly, I was thinking about this the other day when I saw it and I was like, well, maybe he's going to be just a jellyfish sort yeah. of something like that like because a mutated jellyfish. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a mutated jellyfish, something of that nature. That's where it's, it's sort of translucent and you can kind of see through it. And that, and, that, and that's what gives you that bluish hue to its skin. Yeah. Um, there's also talk now this, the, the next Kaiju one, the Kaiju that we see in there, uh, there is a debate on which one it is because uh, it could be, it looks like Kumanga. It looks like Kumanga because it looks like a spider, but it also has drill hands or drill arms that looks a lot like Megalon. The coloring kind of tells me that it's Kumanga. Yeah. And if they're going, if they're going for a more paleo um, aesthetic or a more paleo approach to this, to this series, Kumanga makes more sense 
Um, but I saw several people online saying, no, it's, 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 uh, they're teasing Gigan and, uh, uh, and, uh, Megalon. I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking it's, I actually think it's more Kumanga and Kamakuras. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's Kumanga, but I think it's interesting that they put enough elements of other Kaiju in each of the, of these monsters designs that you can be like, well, maybe it's Megalon, but maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe it's Kumanga or me. You know, it's kind of like the the how we did with uh, Titan uh, the Titanosaurus in the first trailer, right? Uh, where it's like, yeah, it looks like Titanosaurus's color scheme and kind of has a, the aquatic you know dinosaur look to it, but at the same time, there's enough elements in there to eh, it could be something else. It uh, could be a, a it could be a member of the Godzilla species. Yeah. Because- because of the dorsal plates on its back. Yeah. Um, there was another one too. Uh, we saw, we got a better look at Gabra. Um, mm-hmm. We got a better look at what I'm, what, what I'm assuming will be Gabra. I'm a, yeah, we, it, we, we haven't heard the roar. We haven't heard anything like that yet. And if they're using the classic Toho roars, we'll know exactly who it is once the roar right. happens. But we saw Angiris. Uh, Angiris looks great. I think Angiris uh, looks the best. Out yeah. Of, uh, out of all of them so far, yeah, out of all of them, Angiris is the best looking one, and I think, and I think that's you know them going more with the dinosaur, like true dinosaur look um, for all these monsters. Uh, it it works for Angiris because Angiris is just a big dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, it resembles an, uh, an Ankylosaurus for the most part, uh, right? So that I think they're going to go with that aesthetic, but there's another one that I noticed too, that I wasn't quite sure what it was. And there's a, there's a back and forth on Twitter, uh, about whether it's Baragon or is it Manda? Hmm. I don't remember seeing that one. Uh, there is a, there is a, there is a Kaiju that is, that is seen for like a split second and it's got horns. It's got the horn on the top of its head, like Manda, but uh, it's got, uh, or it's got the horn on top of its head, like Baragon, but it's got the, um, the tendrils, like the little mustache tendrils on its snout, like Manda. So they were kind of, there was a a lot of back and forth about what it actually was. I think if we're going the approach, if we're going to go, if we're going to go down this road of everything is connected, everything is in symbiosis. Where, you know, everything is just an offshoot of something else or an evolution of something else. I think it's Baragon with with possibly some elements of Manda or vice versa. Um, It could be that one could be either one because we only got um, we only got one image. It was not seen, but more it was not seen. But once it had its mouth open and it was not a great angle, Um, but I can see why it would be both like the biggest, the biggest, um, the biggest justification for it to be Manda is those little mustache tendrils on the, on its Mm -hmm. snout. Yeah. So this, this trailer, there was so much in this trailer. There's just the cram pack, just jam packed with all kinds of stuff. But I just want to ask you after watching this trailer, are you more excited 
less excited or about the same when it comes to Godzilla singular point. You know, I'm about the same, but I'm leaning slightly more excited now that I know that, uh, that maybe jet Jaguar is going to be given a proper, uh, showing in the, in the series. Um, I like the way Godzilla looks. Uh, it's, uh, not a big fan of how he looks straight away though. He's got kind of a weird little cross-eyed googly eyed look to him. Um, yeah. But so did, uh, but so did 54. So um, I, you know, I'm going to have to reserve like complete judgment until I see it just like I did with uh, uh, Pacific Rim, the black, but I am more excited than I was. And I was pretty excited before. Um, I'm excited just to give this a shot and see what they actually do. Like the, the, the paleo element to this really makes me interested. Like I'm wondering like, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's got me. It's like taking a new direction with these monsters that we're already familiar with. If we're if you're already a fan of the franchise, just having redesigns and and whole new backstory, whole new explanation for them. I, I think it's going to be really cool. So I'm actually more excited than what I was. And I was, and I was pretty excited for it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm actually more excited for it because uh, seeing all of the, all of the monsters, I, I was worried that the monsters that we saw in the first trailer were going to be like, okay, that's, it's going to be very front loaded. We're going to get a bunch of monsters right off the bat and then none for the rest of the series, except for maybe Godzilla shows up a couple of times, but this looks like it's pretty monster heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm not, honestly, I'm not anticipating Godzilla being around a whole lot. Yeah. Um, he may, I think we'll see, I think we'll see the big guy maybe within the first couple of episodes, and then he won't show back up until maybe the the last or sec, or the penultimate episode, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they build up to him, that's that's fine. I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that, but it's just, I was just worried that this was going to be, very light on monster stuff and more focused on human stuff. And I, while I don't think that you, you, you can have a kaiju movie without the human element in it. I, I do, I did want to see these kaiju and I wanted to see these designs. I wanted it to really be kaiju heavy. And so I think that, uh, that th this trailer kind of put that fear away a little bit because uh mm. yeah it does it looks very monster heavy um right. unlike unlike uh pacific rim the black which was very uh human focused and just a sprinkling just a just a smidge a little sprinkling of kaiju yeah they, they cycled they cycled through like three different kaiju and that was it yeah and like the the main kaiju copperhead um no Sorry. spoilers. Spo no Sorry. spoilers. Spo I no forgot. spoilers. No spoilers. That's all I'm going to say. I'm that's all I'm going to say. There's a kaiju in it called Copperhead. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, but yeah. But but there there really wasn't as much kaiju stuff as I was I was expecting in it. It was more human focused. It was still good though. But so I was worried that Singular Point was going to go that route. But it doesn't seem like it. Um. So yeah. Uh. The last bit of news that we're going to talk about that I have here is just um the new official images of the playmates toys Godzilla versus Kong uh, have been released and uh, they're going to be hitting, hitting Walmart shelves really soon. Uh, we also got to look at that spoiler alert, six inch Mecha Godzilla figure. 
Mechagodzilla is hands down the worst kept secret. It is. In, in monster movie history. It is. It really is. Um, yeah. So, so this is the figure that we had leaks of like last year sometime. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was blurry then, and we couldn't really see what it like the details in it. Now we've got a better look at this figure. What do you think of the figure? You know, I I won't be picking it up. I will be waiting probably for more of the more. I will be probably waiting for the more high end stuff uh, mm. until it comes out. But I mean. It's not my favorite Mechagodzilla design. Mm -hmm. I will say that. It looks very skeletal. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to sit here and speculate because I think we've done that before. Right. But I will say this. It looks like this Mechagodzilla design looks like a skeleton more than a fully fleshed out machine. Yeah, it, it, it looks... It looks weird. It looks incomplete, like you're saying. Um, I, I and and we can't judge. Like a lot of people have been judging harshly the the Mechagodzilla design just from the this figure. This is a Playmates toy. This is not the most accurate. No. Yeah, this is not the most accurate. So we're gonna have to wait to see it in motion to really, you know, the 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 design in motion to really see. Uh, there was a shirt that got released, um, a shirt design that was Mechagodzilla on the on the front of the shirt that was official merch for the for uh, this movie, and that shirt looked amazing. Like the the Mechagodzilla yeah. on that looked amazing. So it's like so I think that it's just a matter. It's just a, a side effect of it being a playmates toy mm -hmm. and them not being a super detailed, super, you know, right. Posable kind of figures. Uh, but I think definitely in the movie, this design is going to work. I think so too. I, I'm like I said, I, or like we've said, it's, we're just going to have to wait and see, like, we're not going to like, we're honestly, aside from these playmates toys and maybe like a couple little pieces of merch, like t-shirts or something, bedspreads, whatnot. Um, we're not going to get a really detailed, accurate representation, at least in figure form of Mechagodzilla until after the film comes out. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the news. So now we can move on to our main topic for this week. All right, let's go. All right, so we're not doing our trivia this week because the trivia question I asked last week is actually for next week's episode. Um, we Scheduling had to, complex. <laughs> yeah, we had to rearrange our schedule. We were supposed to have a couple of guests on this week. Uh, they couldn't make it this week, so we switched around and we're doing the movie we're supposed to do next week. We're doing it this week and yada, yada, yada. You guys don't care. So... <laughs> um, we're not going to answer any of the trivia questions, but if you sent in a, a uh, an answer to the trivia question that we asked uh, last week, we are saving those and we're going to read them out next week. So right. don't worry. You're going to get your shout out. Don't worry. I, I'm talking to Nathan specifically because I know Nathan would be the one to do it. <laughs> um, He's so impatient. I don't know. So, uh, so the main topic for this week that we're talking about is Saban's Power Rangers from 2017. The cast and crew 
uh, it was directed by Dean Israelite, uh, starring Decray, Dacker. Yeah. How do you yeah, say that? I think it's Decray. I think Decre- it's Decray. Decray Montgomery, Naomi Scott, R.J. Seiler, Becky G, uh, Ludi Lynn, or Luddy, Luddy Lynn, Ludi Lynn. I don't know. How, I don't know that how works. he says it. He, he's one, I've seen him on, like he's all over the place, and I, I, I on Twitter and everything. And I, I, I think he's a great guy. I just don't know how to say his name. Um, Bill Hader, Brian Cranston, and Elizabeth Banks. And the plot breakdown is: a group of high school students are who are infused with unique superpowers, harness their abilities in order to save the world. So let's get into our opening thoughts for this movie. I want to start. I want to, I want to, I want to start. You usually ask me first, but okay. I know, I know, but, but, uh, but I, I want to start this time because I want to say that this movie has made me very, very angry. Um, because, because <laughs> this movie now, now this movie has been available on Netflix <laughs> or Amazon prime or Hulu or HBO max or any of these, like it's been on a million different streaming services uh-huh. for ever. It feels like it's been on there. And I have, and every time I go to buy this movie, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to buy it. Cause I, I, I didn't really, you know, it's not my favorite movie in the world. I do. I really want to buy it. And it's available to watch on all these streaming services. So there's no point in me even buying it. Sure. And of course the week that we decide to <laughs> review this movie, it is no longer on any <laughs> streaming service. And I have to pay to be able to watch this movie. <laughs> I didn't want to pay to watch this movie. I didn't pay to watch it in 2017. <laughs> it's 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 the gift that keeps on giving, Travis. Uh, I was like, I I didn't pay for this in 2017. Why do I want to pay for it now? <laughs> so anyway, uh, so that's my opening thoughts. Um, what, what are your? I actually. Your... <laughs> I actually did pay for this movie, not to rent it. I own this movie. Okay. I own this. I own this movie. I own the. I own the Blu-ray, and um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my opening thoughts on the movie are the 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 poster art is nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It has nice. It has nice poster art. Um. Um. Shoot, I'm sorry, Nathan. I'm blanking on those three things that I told you I could find good with it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Okay, so I, in all, like in all seriousness, um, I rewatched this movie for the first time yesterday, and I think it's been like a year since I watched it. So I've been complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining about this movie for yes. a year. You've had a huge chip on your shoulder. I've had a huge chip on my shoulder for a year about this movie. And let me say that chip is still there. It's not as large, but it's still there. Um, I enjoyed this more the second time viewing it than I believe I did the first time viewing it because I knew what I was getting into the second time. Um, yeah. So I, I was prepared for some of the good and bad elements. And we'll get into those in a few minutes, but I was, I was more prepared for this movie than I was when I first watched it in 2017, when it first came out, because when it first came out, I was super excited. I was like, yes, big screen power Rangers movie for the first time since 1997, since turbo came out, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I, I kind of wish I didn't pay to watch this in theaters. <laughs> that was yeah. my, that was my thought back in 2017. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you were challenged. Someone put, put, put a challenge to you, Nathan, Nathan put a yes. challenge to you that yes, you had to find nice things to say about this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> positive things to say about this movie. So at least, at least three, he said, he, he said, he said one or two is too easy. I was to find three, at least three nice things to say about this movie. Yeah. So let's, let's jump into our positivity sandwich. Let's start with the positives then talk about our negatives, then end on some positives. Okay. So my, share my first, my first positive is the fact that when you, when you first, when the movie first comes on, you are greeted with a little bit of background story on Zordon and the Rangers and the Ranger powers. And that is something that you don't get in the, in the, and I'm so happy that we will actually, I'm actually kind of glad it worked out this way to watch the 1995 film, the original movie, and then back to back, watch it with this. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a good, I think it's a, it made for a really good contrast for me because I still had, uh, that the original film in the back of my mind while I'm watching this one. And, um, I'm really glad that they gave us some backstory and there will be spoilers. just like every movie we review, if you've not watched this movie by now, shame on you. Um, so when you first, when you first turn on the film, you're greeted with, uh, there's this war going on and you see the red ranger, uh, Red Ranger turns out to be Zordon. I'm assuming um, what is happening after, like, what is happening is like the war between Rita and Zordon because apparently Rita used to be a Power Ranger and then she mm-hmm. betrayed Zordon and then her forces uh, took on the Power Rangers and then Zordon, in a last ditch effort, buried the Power Coins. And then a meteor destroyed Earth to stop Rita's onslaught. Well, uh, not destroyed Earth, but... Well, hit Earth to stop uh, Rita's onslaught. Which, if I'm not mistaken, are they trying to tell me that it was actually the Power Rangers that killed the dinosaurs? That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, uh, I think Zordon wiped out the dinosaurs. I think so. Because if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, when that movie comes on, it says the it, it's not the Cretaceous. It's the other one. Um, Cenozoic. Cenozoic. Yeah, the the Cenozoic era or the Cerozoic Cer- era. That's it. The Cerozoic era. Um, and I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that Zordon killed the dinosaurs. Okay. That's how this movie starts. Um, there are some really nice visuals in this movie. Uh, there are some interesting actor. There are some interesting acting in this in this film. Uh, there it's both like, there are some good, there are some both good and bad elements to the acting in this movie. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but, um, you were right, Travis, cause we were talking about this earlier. Um, the cast is not terrible. Um, no, I think the cast is not just not terrible. I think they're great. I think every one uh, of the I Rangers, I wouldn't say they're great, but they're, but they're good. The only one that the only one I'm not 100% sold on is Decray Montgomery as the Red Ranger as Jason. He's the only one. The rest of the the rest of the Rangers were mm. great. I mm. thought they were excellent. Naomi Scott is great. 
RJ Seiler is great. Becky G is great. Ludie Lynn is great. They're, they're just, they were fantastic in the roles that they were put in. I think they could have picked a better actor as Jason. Well, yeah, that's um, what I said. That's the only one that I'm kind of not completely sold on. And I don't think, and Decree Montgomery is not a bad actor because I've seen him, you know, we, we've seen him in Stranger Things. He's mm -hmm. fantastic. Right. But there's something about this role that he just, it didn't 100% gel. And I wonder if it's just more of, it's not so much his acting as it was just the, the, the role that he was put in. Well, well, yeah, the the characterization of Jason mm -hmm. in this because Jason in this is not a good guy to start off with. He's no, he's you know, a dick. Yeah, yeah, and he he's very angsty, just like all the other ones are. Right. And I think that that might have been it more than just his acting. But yeah, he's the only one that I'm kind of iffy on. The rest of them I thought were fantastic. Yeah, I mean. I look okay, as far as actors go. Who get, refreshed my? Was it um, was it R.J. Siler that played Billy? Yes. Uh, right. Okay. Am I, am I correct on that? Okay. Yes. Um, I like what they did with his character because he's super smart, and they explain it in a really interesting way. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I don't say this to be funny, but um, they basically say, well, when when Jason first meets Billy. Jason or uh, Billy is um, Billy just come out and says, Hey, I'm on the spectrum. So humor, like certain types of humor is lost on me. Um, so which would, which kind of explains uh, because if you watch the original show, Billy doesn't have a great sense of humor. Right. He's got sort of a dry sense of humor in the original Saban power Rangers show. And so that, I think that was a very realistic way of explaining why this kid is both super smart and a little bit socially awkward. Yeah, this so the idea of making uh, Billy um, his character on the spectrum, beyond the spectrum, mm -hmm. uh, I thought was a very interesting move. It doesn't detract from the character at all. No, it you doesn't. Still have, no, it doesn't. You still have the 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 genius level and mm -hmm. everything that you get from what you expect the Billy character to be. But then you also get an added element that makes his character a little bit more interesting because you have now a little bit, uh, like you said, how, you know, he doesn't, he's socially awkward, not just because he's a nerd, quote unquote, but he also has like a reason to be a little socially awkward and, and to not grasp humor as, you know, certain, certain jokes and everything. So I, I think that that was very interesting. I'm glad they did that because I thought that was a very smart move. Um, I like Naomi Scott as the Pink Ranger. Yeah, I like she, her too. I think she did great. Um, I don't know if you've seen the live action um, Aladdin. Uh, no, I refuse to watch it because With Will Smith genie. Yeah, I refuse to watch it. Yeah, big blue Will Smith. Um, <laughs> uh, it's actually not bad. It's actually it's actually really good. Uh, I was very surprised. I was surprised at how good it was. Um, and Naomi Scott is Jasmine. Mm -hmm. in that and she does a great job in that and she's so like she is just like all of these people these these kids are great actors mm -hmm. um the only like i said decray montgomery he's a great actor but i'm not 100 percent sold on becky g who played trini uh i'm 
yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sold on her character. Yeah, on, I think on, she on, I, th I think she turned in a good performance, but the character of Trini in this, I'm not one hundred percent on because I don't understand where she's coming from. I don't understand where she's coming from either because in the original show, if we're basing this off of the original television show that this movie was supposed to be based on, Trini is seen as more of a, uh, like a wiser sort of more measured character. Not this, yeah. not this hot headed hormonal teenager. Yeah. Well, she's, she's the voice of reason. Mm -hmm, she is. And, and I don't mind them changing up the character, you know, like their personalities, you know, for, for this movie. Cause yeah, that's fine. That's fine. If you want to change up the personalities, but whereas like with Jason, I kind of get where he's coming from of like his life is, is everyone thinks he's perfect and he's, but he's not, you know, and he, he's kind of acting out um, yeah. because he doesn't know where he, what he wants to do. If the things he's doing is what he wants to do. Naomi Scott, I kind of get where, uh, like where Kimberly's coming from, uh, with with Zach, I get where he's coming from with the sick mother and trying to you know be have an escape from that and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but with with Trini, it's like I don't get it fully. Like I kind of get that she's trying to figure out her own identity, and her parents and family are not wanting to let her kind of find her own identity. They want her to fit in to what they want her to be, but. I don't know. It did. It just seemed like you're just being, you're acting out and being angsty for no reason at all. Her, like there's her character felt really ham fisted in. Mm -hmm. It just felt real. I'm sorry, but it felt really, really ham fisted in to the whole thing. Like you, like you've got this underlying element to this film, to this movie of this. They, instead of this happy go lucky team of teenagers, they're all best friends, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. they, they, they have to go on sort of this hero's journey with one another and become friends. Um, and that's one of the, re and that's one of the negatives that I have with this film is because they, they, they spend too much time them becoming friends. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, they spend way too much time there and that could have been, they could, they could have, they could have cut like 20 minutes out of that portion of the movie and it would have been fine. Uh, we would have got the point. I think that they could have cut out a lot of that, the, the campfire scene and some of the other uh, piddly stuff where they're going, kind of going back and forth with each other. Like, do we really want to be power Rangers or do we want to just go our separate ways? They could have cut some of that part out. Yeah. Cause they, they did do that a few times uh, yeah. and it was like, okay, at this point, you're like, like move on at this point. You might as well just embrace it and just do your, do the best you can. Yeah, like I like I don't like uh, obviously there needs to be the refusal of the call um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that's that's a part of the hero's journey, the refusal it of the is. call. But then once you're in, you're in right. and and the, but they didn't they, they didn't do that in this movie. Yeah, um, they really so obviously wanted to make this breakfast club. Oh, my God. Where yes. obviously like where it's like, oh, a misfits and, and people who are from different walks of life, but look, yes. they're bonding over this you know one thing. And it's yes. like, I get that, but this isn't the breakfast club. This is Power Rangers. And if you spend way too much time 
because because like you said, like the the characters aren't friends; they don't know each other starting out, and mm -hmm. so then you're already a, you're already writing yourself into the corner of you have to show how these characters develop their relationship with each other. So you're adding that to the story, but then you're also trying to tell the story it, of the Power Rangers, and they do it in the most in the hokiest way possible. Yeah, they, they they all stand over like, well, why don't we just introduce ourselves and uh, uh, then we'll become friends and we'll know each other. Like, my name is Zach and blah, 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 blah. You know, I'd, yeah. mm, I yeah, I wrote yeah. in the notes that the the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the the angst in this movie felt like, well, it wasn't just forced, but it felt like a 60 year old man writing what he thinks teenagers act like and talk like. <laughs> Like this is like this isn't this isn't teenagers. This is what a sixty-year-old man thinks teenagers talk and act like. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what I'm like. I'm like, no, this is not. You could have cut like like you said. You could have trimmed this down. You could have made it like. I don't think it's a bad movie. I and especially I do think the first thirty minutes are fine. Like the first mm -hmm. thirty minutes of this movie are fine. Even with the introducing themselves and and getting to I'll know each other, say, I'll even give it the first forty to forty five minutes are fine. Like yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll even give it that much because I think you need about thirty to forty. You need at least thirty to forty five minutes to really kind of establish the background of what it, what where these characters come from, who they are, why they're here. You need that time. I get it. You can't just. It's not a television show. You you can't just cram all that stuff into like a a five or ten minute window and expect people to understand. Right. But there was so much time go like. I feel like this movie talked in a talked itself into circles, like because mm -hmm. they were constantly coming back to the same old thing over and over mm -hmm. and over. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 it did feel like right there in the middle, and that after that like forty-five minute mark, it just spun its wheels, spun mm -hmm. its wheels, spun its wheels, spun its wheels, and then in the last ten minutes, then it's like, okay, now we're taking off, and, and it's like, no, the, I, I, so, uh, yeah, the so I, I think. Where where it had the big turning point for me in this film, where it goes starts going downhill the most, mm -hmm. is when the Rangers when the when the team is introduced to Zordon, yeah, which is such a shame because Zordon obviously you know, I love Zordon I love Alpha Five I love the mentor character, but mm -hmm. and it's not even that as a fan, they changed Zordon and that's what's upsetting me. No, it's more of like from that moment until the very end, the movie just kind of paused and they were just kind of stuck and they weren't, mm -hmm. it, they weren't growing. They, they were supposed to be because they're supposed to be in training, but they're not really growing and changing they, and developing. And they're not, they're not doing anything. They spent too much time in their fields. I think. Yeah. Well, I think they spent too much time in a training montage. Because mm -hmm. it's like you don't need to do a training montage. Like we we talked about, you've talked about on this podcast the Power Rangers uh, audio drama, and mm -hmm. I have just started listening to that recently. And in that, the way that they explain how the Rangers are able to fight and and you know use the Zords and all this stuff is so well done. Where it's just like, yeah, it's alien technology. It's like the Matrix. You're just the the information is downloaded into your brain because you have the suit on. 
So because you, they're they're constantly in the audio drama saying, "I don't know how I did that. I just know I apparently just know how to do that now." You know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, so imagine this movie if instead of spending, you know, like after the first 30, 40 minutes, instead of spending the next however long doing a training montage and them getting in touch with their feels, they instead went on a like they met Zordon. Zordon says, you have the power coins and, and you can morph, but now you need to go out and find your Zords. And then he sends them out to go and find the Zords the way that they do in the audio drama. And so for the majority of the middle part of the movie, it's the Rangers on an adventure to find mm -hmm. their Zords. And right. as they're going and on this adventure to find their Zords, they're bonding and getting to know each other. But you're also flashing back to Angel Grove and, and Rita is, you know, growing in power and stuff. So, you know, the urgency is there. And then when they get to their Zords, it's earned and they've, now bonded and they've built up this relationship and everything instead of just spending it doing the same, you know, training montage over and over again. I'm glad that you said earned. I'm glad you used the word earned because the, the way, the way they did a lot of things in this movie did not feel earned. Right. They did, they did not earn their Zords. They really didn't even learn. They really honestly, if you want me to be honest about it, they, I don't even think they earned their powers. Honestly, mm -mm. uh, they didn't earn their powers. They didn't earn their Zords and they didn't earn that monstrosity at the end. They called the Megazord. They didn't earn <laughs> it. Um, I'm so I'm, I'm going to be a little bit harsh when we get to that section, but, um, yeah, yeah. they did not earn it. And I get why I get why you can't do the whole here. I, well, no, no, I don't get why you can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for this. I don't understand why they couldn't do exactly that. Why couldn't they go on this, either an individual or a separated hero's journey, find the Zord, find their Zords, get linked up with their Zords, and then come back together. But it actually would have made more sense if you're going to try to build team unity for them to go on this quest together. Yeah, right? because because again, like you said, we we are watching this a week after watching the original 1995 Power Rangers movie, and look at what what they do. They go on an adventure to find a power, you know, to to get their powers back as a team, as a unit, and you see the growth and bonding in this in this in their kind of relationship which they don't need to develop it's already there but you still get to see it in the process of this adventure that they're going on why couldn't they do something like that in this movie and it had been just as good instead of just like i said just doing the doing the danger room from x-men you know holograms <laughs> over and over again and it just like again let's go again let's go again and then eventually zordon says nope you're after all this training uh, which they only what, 11 days of training you still haven't figured out how to use your powers you're not good enough go away and it's just like uh i don't know i, th I think that this and like you said none of it felt earned none of it felt deserved and i really really did not like zordon in this movie I, okay, I didn't have, honestly, Zordon's one of the things that I don't necessarily have a problem with. Like, the way, the way they did Zordon, this sim, this, um, uh, sort of, they, they tried to ground Zordon into more of an AI alien technology, which, which I think well, is fine. Okay, that I don't mind. That, that's fine. The design, the, the, the idea, whatever, that's fine. His personality is what I don't like. 
because yeah, I mean, it's he's less of a mentor and more of a dick. Yeah, he's such a like, and I get it. Like, they're they're trying to be more realistic in the fact that Zordon's not this wise wizard like he is in the in the show. He's mm-hmm. a soldier who died protecting the the planet, and now he can't do anything to stop Rita. This time around, his he's left like he's having to trust these teenagers. I get that, but at the same time, I. Zordon is like Yoda to me. Zordon uh, is, and if yeah. and you cannot take that away from him. You cannot take the mentor side of him, and he just is so aggressive, so mean spirited towards them, uh, so just rude towards them. And it's just like, no, why? Why do you have to be that way? I'm wondering. I'm wondering though, because I'm setting. I'm. I'm kind of just curious about how much influence Brian Cranston had, like his own input on the character, because this version of Zordon is very Brian Cranston. Because mm. Brian, because Brian Cranston plays that sort of that brash, hot, like not really hothead. Hothead is not the right word I'm using, but brash, sort of straight to the point character in a lot of the stuff he's in. Aside from that comedy he was in with Mark Wahlberg, but that's about the but that's the only. No, thing. He's he's a he's a very prolific comedic actor. He's been oh a no, lot yeah, of I mean comedy. he's he's wonderful. Like don't get me wrong, I yeah. love Brian Cranston. I yeah. love Brian Cranston. Yeah, I think I think with this you're getting more of a of a um, Breaking Bad Brian Cranston and less yes. of a Malcolm in the Middle Brian Cranston. <laughs> yes, you are. You are getting mu- you are getting very Breaking Bad Brian Cranston, like where he's just he's just very hot headed. He's very short with the Rangers. Yeah, he's basically he's, he's basically honestly Zordon is a little selfish in this movie. Yes, he is because his end goal is to get his powers back. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I get that there is a there is growth for Zordon because he does in the end decide to sacrifice himself essentially to save Billy. But it's like Zordon's not the one we're watching go on a hero's journey. We shouldn't see the hero's journey and sacrifice of Zordon. We are supposed mm-hmm. to be seeing the Rangers. He's just supposed to be the mentor that guides them on their journey. And he just wasn't doing a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is Heisenberg from breaking bad is not a good guy. He's not a good <laughs> character. He's not the hero. Like he's no, the main he's character of the show, but he's not a hero. He's a he's a bad guy. And yeah. so taking that and applying that to Zordon is like, no, he's supposed to be the hero. <laughs> he's supposed to be a good person. He's supposed to be the ultimate good. So yeah, right. I just I, I had a really I had a lot of problems with Zordon, uh, his personality. Now the one I didn't have a lot of problems with was Rita, but you did. I did. Um Mainly because I wish they would, I, I, they could have picked a better actress for Rita. Um, I think Elizabeth Banks does a I decent job. No, I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, it was, it like her being Rita took me out of it. Like, I wish they would have, they could have picked somebody unknown. Or, and this is what I was talking to somebody else about when we were, when I mentioned that we were going to be doing this film. I wish they could have gotten like an actress like, Kate, what is her name? Kate Blanchett that played, um, that played Hela from Mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok. Right. Or something of that nature. I think that would have been a better choice 
But you're uh, not going to get Kate Blanchett, uh, like Oscar nominated Kate Blanchett or Oscar winning. I don't know. Uh, Kate Blanchett to be in your Power Rangers movie. You're just not going to get that. You're not going to. I know that. But they could have picked somebody else because Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks just was not doing it for me. I think you went into it with with that preconceived notion of you don't like Elizabeth Banks and so you weren't going to like this because I think her performance was fine. I think that she did a great job. I think that this version of Rita is very creepy, very just... Uh, very a lot creepier than like the the, the classic, and she's not the the cackling. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't you couldn't do. Let me just be fair here. You could not do the cackly, big, thorny-haired witch from the original series in a modern day film. I don't think you could do yeah. that in a way that people wouldn't think that it was ridiculous. But I still think that this character is creepy enough. She's uh, she's She definitely felt like a threat. And when she fought the Rangers, she felt like a threat, I a physical give, threat. I will, I will give you that. She felt, actually, you know what? If you, if you would, if you would have not called her Rita, I would have said she's Scorpina. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, she could be. But but I still think I think she's great. I think she is good as Rita. I think that she is she's got that that thing that we talked about with with um Ivan Ooze last week where he's reveling in how evil he is. And like that's what like like she kind of gets that way towards the end where she's just kind of enjoying how evil she is. She's she's like yeah, I'm, I'm evil and I like it. And so I that's will, I think it's great. I will say that there are some really, really funny moments with her because, you know, she's interacting with these teenagers. She knows what earth, they, these kids are very familiar with earth, earth culture and things like that. And the, the scene that comes to mind that makes me laugh every time that, that makes me laugh to think about it is the one where they're like, uh, what is this place called? Krispy Kreme. And it's like Krispy Kreme is the source of all power in the universe. Mm -hmm. And it's, and you, and it's like, I saw a meme a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was funny. It's like, you know, the, the, the guys behind the camera of this film were just reveling in the whole idea that Krispy Kreme is the, is the essence of all the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, she did have some really wonderful comedic moments. I did go back and watch the jewelry store scene that you were talking about earlier today. And that is a really good scene that I agree that is a really good scene in the way and her fighting abilities, uh, the, the way they did her in this film the, uh, that made, that gave her more of a, um, a hand to hand combat element to her than mm -hmm. just a witch who stands on a hilltop with a staff. Yeah. And, and you know, the fact that she was a ranger originally, I like that element. Now, that to was it. interesting. I will say that was a very interesting element to her character. That was one that I actually forgot, uh, from the first time when I watched this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that element to it. Um, I think that oh, the when they fish her out of the ocean, and she's just the shriveled up corpse, and then her eyes glow, and then the 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 coin you know revives her and everything. That that is suitably creepy, and so mm -hmm. I just there's something there. I really think that I think that you just can't get past the Elizabeth Banks thing. Because I don't like I think Elizabeth if, Banks. Yeah, I think if I you got past that, if you ignored that it was her, if you like completely ignored that it was that it's that her name was in the credits and just took the performance, I think she's good. I Maybe. think she did a great job. 
Maybe like, cause like I said, you couldn't do you, this, the, the Rita that we got in this movie had to be the one we got because yeah. I don't think they could, I don't see unless you went full on like Maleficent or Hella from Ragnarok. I don't see how you could have done it any other way and made it made sense. But I do think that this, this version of Rita is suitably campy. I think she has some campy moments. Yeah, she, she does have some very campy moments. Like there are those really, uh, those are those little, those little moments where it makes your heart, your little nerdy heart go. And she's like, make my monster grow. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That kind of, st- when she first, um, when she revives Goldar or that blob known as Goldar. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there are some reasonably campy and acceptably campy, funny moments with her, uh, her performance was not her performance was not bad. I I, I know I'm, I'm I'm being very hard on her, and I think you're right. I think it's the fact that I don't like Elizabeth Banks is why I'm being so hard on her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she was suitable, uh, for this movie. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think it. I think she was good. Now there is some really great camera work in this movie, and I oh, want to yeah. give I want to give it props because like for being for for what turned out to be somewhat of a generic movie overall Mm -hmm. the camera work is excellent there's some Mm -hmm. really long shots um there's some great long shots there's some great um uh what do you call it the uh, where there's no cuts where it's just one continuous shot oh uh, there's one pan yeah there, there's yeah. good pan there's good pans from in the sh- panoramas pans in the show or this in this movie like there's one that I'm thinking of uh, right off the bat here uh it's the pan where she does revive goldar goldar is digging through the buildings looking for the zeo crystal or looking for crispy crispy cream rather and mm-hmm. the, instead of cutting to rita it pans from Goldar to her, to the putties, to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good, that is a good use of camera work in that movie. And this, and I, and there are some, and I think there are some really intimate moments of camera work in this movie as well. Um, like some of the one-on-one fight scenes uh, are, are well done. Um, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Zord, some of the moments with the Zords in like inside the cockpit and things like that. There are some really good moments like that. Uh, and there are some really great long shots too. Like when you're, when you get that, um, when you get that iconic moment, uh, where all the Zords are coming or not coming together, but they're all, uh, running together and you get the go, go power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then you get that. And it's, it, it does make you feel good because that's sort of the payoff that you want. um, but yeah, I think we should probably give a lot of props to the the visual effects and the camera work and just how th- I won't say this is the most beautiful film, but no. it is it, it is aesthetically it is aesthetically well done. Yeah, yeah. The tech the technical side of things is great. It, it's like the technical side of things, they knew what they were doing and they did a good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, going back to that, the flashback scene where you have the scene of Zordon on the ground and it pans oh, yeah. up to Rita and then it pans just up a little bit further as the, the meteor is coming down. It's just like it, it, it's it's such a great scene. But then you also have the, the police chase scene with um with Jason at the beginning where he it, it's one continuous shot from within the car from within his 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 car 
and you don't get these uh, cut to the outside, cut to the police, cut to it stays right there with him and just right. keeps following like as he makes turns and as he all the way until he wrecks. And it's mm -hmm. so great. It's so great. It really puts you in the car with him, makes you have that feel of urgency of trying to get away, trying to run, trying to, you know, and the speed and everything like it, it's it's such a great uh, filming technique. And I think they just did a great job. So. That leads me to my ultimate question. Mm -hmm. We've talked about how, okay, the technical side of things is great. Mm -hmm. The acting overall for most of the, most of the actors in here were great. Mm -hmm. So why is this movie not, or doesn't, why does this movie not feel like a great movie? <laughs> it's like like we're talking about like okay this was good yeah this was something that was good in it well this was also good in it so why isn't the movie good <laughs> you know that is a tough question because you know i have talked so and i have talked for a lot of weeks where it is very difficult for me to not um to not be clouded by nostalgia when it comes to certain things yes um especially power rangers I, it is very difficult and i admit it it is very difficult for me to not base my judgments on nostalgia and this does not and this movie does not satisfy that nostalgia um it like i found myself wanting to go back and watch the 1990 film 1995 film immediately after this one to get my to get my fixed scratch that itch mm -hmm. um but to say, but to 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 ask the question of why this is not a good movie, I think it's be, I think it's mainly because it does not know what it wants to be at any given moment. Yes, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally it, agree. It does not. It bounces around so much. It it doesn't know. Honestly, it doesn't even know. And I feel like this is a super harsh criticism, but it doesn't even feel like it wants to be a power Rangers movie at right. some points. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really how I watching it too. It feels like there's a tug of war going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. of some people. I don't know if it was a director or who, or the actors or who obviously they want to do some power ranger stuff because they do put in the little power ranger things but then there's a pushback there's like or, or someone's pulling in the other direction saying no 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 power rangers no don't do anything like like power rangers are dumb we don't want that in here and it's mm -hmm. like and and to a to a certain extent it feels like the movie is almost ashamed to be a power rangers movies at a power rangers movie at points. Do you think that's because every, do you think it's because everything, do you think that's that feeling you get is because everything is just so different or is it that, um, because when, when they are trying, when they, when they are trying to be earnest, when they are trying to pay homage to the lore and the things that are, that make power Rangers, power Rangers, it feels really watered down. It's like, uh, and I, and I say this, I, I've said this about other stuff too, but it's like, they kind of want the appearance of the thing, but without the essence of the thing. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, this definitely feels like one of those movies that it's like somebody made the decision that 
we can sell Power Rangers because it has uh, the 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 name uh, value. Broad, the name value, but we don't care whether you actually do anything. It's like a, like the '98 Godzilla, mm-hmm. the Godzilla by name, not. But we don't care about putting anything that actually is Godzilla in the movie, and that's kind of how this feels because it's like everything that is re- Power Rangers that makes Power Rangers fun, that makes Power Rangers enjoyable is so either stripped out completely or so watered down mm-hmm. and replaced with, and, and and I don't think it's a bad thing to kind of use the breakfast club as an inspiration for a teen drama. But I feel like you, stri- you've stripped out the, the energy mm-hmm. that comes with the power Rangers and replaced it with the teen drama from like a, 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 uh, from a breakfast club or something like that. And, the movie just feels dull this, and feels this, generic. It, it, it really feels like a made, it really feels like a made for Netflix teenage drama. Mm-hmm. It really does. And that is sad because they could have pulled from so much. They could have pulled from so much lore and so much rich richness of the franchise. Like I know it's, it's not, it's not, on the same par as the oxygen destroyer in King of the monsters, but the Zeo crystal, the Zeo, the Zeo crystal is such a huge part of the, the Ranger lore. And it's, it's sort of, it's mentioned, you see it, but it's not like the main focus other than we have to dig this thing up. And then basically they find the thing, they dig it up, but they don't do anything else with it. Yeah. And they never explain why. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, there's a lot of wasted opportunities in this movie. And I think, and and I I talked about, and I I mentioned it just a a minute ago, but I talked about it also when we did the first season of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like when we revisited the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I was like, Oh wow, this doesn't hold up as well as I remember it because of Mm -hmm. nostalgia. But you still can't re- replicate, or well, you can, but but the energy, the energy, you cannot deny the energy that's in, and I think that's what makes Power Rangers last as long as it has. Why Mighty Morphin Power Rangers specifically has connected with so many people from you know back in the '90s up until today is because the energy that it brings whether or not it's like, yeah, it was cheesy back in the day. Yeah. It was dumb back in the day. Yeah. Those special effects were, were bad and it was, uh, you know, poorly edited, but the energy was there mm-hmm. and the energy is what we love. And that's what was missing from this movie. It didn't like what we, like what we said with the 1995 film where it did not, it was not afraid of itself. Mm-hmm. This film feels like it's afraid to be power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really afraid to like, whereas like the first film was like, yes, that's it's power Rangers. It's, it's, it's the campiness. It's the comedy. It's the over the top villains, possibly some of the worst CGI I've ever seen, but I'm willing to forgive all of that because it gives you exactly what you want with a power Rangers movie. Whereas this, it was almost like, I know it's a harsh thing to say, but it's really, it, it really feels like it's a shame to be a power Rangers movie. And it's like someone, like we talked about, someone's in the designs, like the design room, like drawing up, 
like what the designs of these um, cre- of these characters and things are going to be. Now, I don't have a problem with the suits. I think the I think the Ranger suits were fine. Alpha Five was fine. I can ex- I can get that. Zordon's design was fine. Rita's design was fine. Um, my biggest my two biggest issues, and I've said it, is Goldar and the Megazord. Yeah. Um, the particularly. I have a I have a much bigger problem with the Megazord than I think I do with Goldar. I get it. I get the approach that they were going for with Goldar. I can accept it. I don't like it, but I can accept it. But the Megazord. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't know whether I was watching Pacific Rim or a Power Rangers movie. Yeah. And I, and, and and I and don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with updating a character to bring it into a modern age. That we people do like films and things do that all the time. But it's such a drastic departure from what we know and love, then it's re- it was really hard for me to get into it. Um like if they would have just if they would have just brought it a little bit closer, a little bit closer to what we saw in the nineties, then yeah. I would have been able to accept it a little bit more. A little bit like a little bit more robotic and less I don't know what they were going for. But um Yeah. Overall, I think I think a lot of the things that we have problems with, like the design of the Megazord, the design of the Zords in general, I thought I didn't like them either. The, the um, Tyrannosaur, the Tyrannosaurus that kind of looks like a penis. Yeah, the and the the six legged <laughs> the six legged mastodon. Yes! It's so yes! it's so weird, so weird, <laughs> and <laughs> so um. But I think a lot of those things would we could forgive if they if they had reached the like if they had gotten the tone and the energy yeah. and the feel of the original source material. You know, if they had got if they had captured the the attitude of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I think we would have we would forgive a lot of the oh yeah that doesn't look great, but but it was still you know it's still I, Power I d- Rangers. Yeah, if it would have felt more like Power Rangers, I would have definitely. There was a lot that I could have forgave about it if it felt yeah. like it just and I and I and this is going to sound super gatekeepery. I'm sorry, but it does not honor it does not honor the legacy and it does not honor the franchise in the way that I would wanted it that I, that I'm what I wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's let's not end on such a such a. Oh negative. no, I don't want I don't let, want to because we've been we we've been really hard on this so far. Yeah, so let's do just one more positive thing before we get into our Godzuki and final thoughts. Sure. So what's what's one more positive thing that you want to? One more positive thing. So Krispy um, Kreme. Krispy Kreme, yeah, Krispy Kreme. That's my positive. Krispy Kreme is my positive for the mighty Morphin power Rangers movie from 2017. Uh, but no. Okay. So the actual battle scenes were good. Like, I think it was well, I think it was a well choreographed. Like the, the last say 20 minutes of the movie were, I would say pretty well choreographed. Um, as far as like the battle with Goldar and like them trying to figure out their, like their their powers and working together, coming together as a team. And honestly, that moment where Goldar is pushing all of the Zords into the pit uh, felt like there was like a good bit of tension there, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite get the payoff I wanted because then it. 
then you're then, then they're not learning how to assemble the Zords. I fully expected if I couldn't remember what the how they assembled the the Megazord, but I fully expected Alpha to come across the the intercom and say, "Hey, by the way, you have the ability to merge to into one being." And they never mm-hmm. did that. But you know, I don't want to end on that because that's a negative for me. But um, there was that moment of payoff as as far as their friendship goes. Mm-hmm. There was that moment because, you know, this whole movie, this whole movie surrounds them like this band of misfits, this band of teenage, these band of teenagers that don't really like each other, that come from these different walks of life and they're trying to find their own path, their own journey in life. And they finally, they finally, after every, every after everything they've been through, finally tell each other, that they love each other and they're coming together. And I think, I think really that is the, is, is the why the Megazord comes together because they couldn't have, they could not have brought the Megazord together uh, without like accepting the fact that they are a team and they are here to support one another. I think that is the reason that's never explained of course, but it is implied um, is the reason why the Megazord is finally able to come together. And, um, but you know, for that, for me, that moment, just, I don't want to ramble too much here and just say that that moment for me of them all coming together, finally as friends and telling each other, they love each other and telling each other that they're going to, that they're going to basically, they're willing to die for one another. They're willing to die together, uh, for the good of the planet. That was a really good moment in the film. And I think that was sort of that, like that, Ooh, that, that heartstring moment. And, mm-hmm. uh, I do like those kinds of things. I'm not totally heartless, uh, from what pe- like, unlike what people that listen to us may think I'm not totally heartless. Um, but I, I cause I can't appreciate a good moment like that. And so I, that's sort of how I want to end my, my positivity sandwich on this one. Yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. I think, and I think it helps. I mean, this entire movie, like I said, was built as a teen drama, not necessarily as a Power Rangers movie. And so to get the payoff of all the teen angst and the teen drama, it, you know, is, is a good thing. At least we got a payoff to it, you know, and it mm-hmm. wasn't just there uh, and and didn't serve any purpose. So I, 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 I'm glad that it did pay off. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other things wrong with this movie, but that, that is, that is not one of them. Um, so let's get into our Godzuki score. So for anybody who is new to the podcast, we like to rate our movies out of five Godzukis, uh, which is, uh, Godzilla's bumbling nephew from the Hanna-Barbera series from the seventies, because we like to embrace the silly side of giant monster movies. And so we like to use him as our yardstick for rating these movies. So, Michael, out of five Godzukis, how many Godzukis would you give Power Rangers 2017? And what are your final thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I, I see why this movie exists. I see why this movie could appeal to a newer fan base. And honestly, if the end goal, like for us, for you and me, who are longtime fans and other people in this in the genre that we like to inhabit, uh, tokusatsu, kaiju, and etc. Uh, if the end goal is to make new fans, any film that does that is always a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. no matter if, no matter if I like it, no matter if I like to complain about it, there's somebody out there that enjoys it. There's somebody out there that's going to be made a fan because of this movie. 
But I will say, if you are a fan of Power Rangers because of this movie, you really need you. I feel like you are doing yourself a disservice by not going back and watching at least the original film and maybe some of the old uh, the old series because you. I think you're honestly. I think you're doing yourself a self a disservice by not doing that. And I'm not. And I can probably safely assume that anyone who watches anyone who is going to watch this movie already knows about that stuff anyway. Right. Um, right. Is this my? Is this the way I would write Power Rangers? Is this the way I would write a Power Rangers movie? No, um, there is so there is a lot of things wrong with it. There are a lot of things to like about it. Like we've talked about, the cast is good, and the uh, the attempt at doing sort of a full on hero's journey and sort of that messaging behind it is good. Uh, just wish they would have spent a little less time on the teen, the teen angst and the teen drama and really focused on the team building aspect of this movie. Um, this is a different take on Power Rangers. It's not necessarily a bad take on Power Rangers. It's just a take that I don't like. Um, and I have to be fair and I, and I honestly have to be fair about that. Like, because like, like I've said before, it's like, you know, when it comes to power Rangers, Godzilla and some others, it's difficult for me to get past my nostalgia for some of this stuff because I love it so much to give it a fair assessment. But I have tried my best. Let me just say this, Nathan, I have tried my best <laughs> to give this movie a fair assessment. And I've, and I actually have, I actually did enjoy it more the second time than I did the very first time. I think I was just jarred about how much I didn't care for it the first time I watched it. Whereas the second time I knew kind of what I was getting into. So I was able to enjoy it a little bit more. As far as my Godzuki score, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to have to give it a two out of five. Uh, it's not my favorite. It's not one that me personally will go to uh, very often. And it's really not one that I'm going to recommend to a lot of people who want to get into Power Rangers. I'm kind of in the same place with that. Uh, it's not one I would recommend to people. Um, it's not one I'm going to go seek out to watch. Uh, so my final thoughts are uh, this movie suffers from a real identity crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it feels like there was a constant tug of war between people who wanted to make a proper Power Rangers movie and the ones who were embarrassed by the source material. Uh, it couldn't decide if it wanted to be for new fans or old fans, adults, teens. It just like it couldn't make up its mind who it was trying to appeal to. And ultimately, it just became generic and didn't appeal to anyone. That being said, it's not completely without merit. And I will say that there's a lot of high points in this movie. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there are some, some enjoyable things. So if someone does enjoy this movie, I understand why they enjoy it. But to me, it doesn't live up to its full potential and it mm -hmm. lacks that infectious energy that you get from power Rangers. Yeah. And so for me, I give it a 2.5 out of five. Okay. That's fair. I figured you would be a little more high on it. You'd be a little bit more forgiving of it than I would. Yeah, I I, th I think yeah yeah I, I'm I'm just slightly, but I I there I I'm not I'm not like singing its praises. Like it definitely it's definitely flawed, and it's it's definitely not the greatest movie. I think that there's some high points, so I think we have to give you have to give credit where credits due. It has some yeah, high. You have, yeah, you do. You have to give credit where credit is due because 
you know, people put effort into this movie. People put work into this thing. So you have to be fair. Um, but you also have, but you also, but you're also human and we're also human and we, we, we have our own opinions. And, and I think anywhere between a two to 2.5 is fair for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's move on to the last segment. We're not doing the mailbag. We're what? bringing back, we are reviving. We're raising from the, from the ashes like Goldar, uh, in this movie, we are bringing back <laughs> one of our, I was going to say favorite segments, but then I think a lot of people probably find this more annoying than they do enjoyable, but who knows? It's called, Kaiju Clash! Kaiju Clash! Fight. So yes, we are bringing back Kaiju Clash. We had so much fun arguing with each other last week. <laughs> that uh we decided to argue some more about other stuff uh so we brought in kaiju clash so also before you, before you get started before you get started shout out to our friend kim um thank you for sending us that video that was hilarious oh yeah yeah kim recorded a video of what she was doing while we were arguing which was essentially just sitting there like uh, guys, I'm still here, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we totally ignored her for about five minutes there. And so we're sorry. Uh, we are just two hot-blooded people who can't let things go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, we're fixing to get into it here with uh, this Kaiju Clash, which was voted on by people on our Twitter, and they voted for... Belial, Ultraman Belial, which is the villain from from uh, from a lot of the Ultraman movies and franchises, versus Lord Zed. <sighs> it was really creepy. I, you can probably cut that out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously, Michael is taking the side of Belial. Of course, and of course, because, I am taking because I hate I hate Lord Zed. Lord Zed is a terrible character. Um, it is not at all the most icon one of the most iconic characters in the franchise no not 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 even by the slightest yeah yeah no no so so uh i we used to always say the loser started the uh from the last one i don't remember who won and who lost the last well, kaiju clash i'm going to be the gentleman travis and say no 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 you're not no you're not <laughs> because i was going to say you <laughs> I would say Lord Zed, and I and this is may you may take it and, and use it as, in your arguments, but I would say Lord Zed is the more iconic, at least for English speaking people, because Belial, you know, has not really crossed over as much until recently, uh, you know, from Japan. So because Lord Zed is more iconic, let's start with him. So we'll start with you. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Travis. And so I will start by saying that one thing, one major advantage that the the uh, emperor of all he sees has over, I don't even know what Belial's nickname is. Um, I can tell you. Is the fact that, I'm sure you can, Travis, thank you, um, is the fact that at least 
uh, well, I don't know if this is an if this is a testament to uh, Lord Zed's uh, power ability or his manhood, but he, at least he can last three minutes. So I don't want to talk um, about Lord Zed's manhood. Now, now, <laughs> I, okay, I draw the line on that. We're not going to talk about <laughs> Lord Zed's manhood. <laughs> Well, he is filleted, so he's probably not got much left Dude. anyway. So, uh, yeah, get that image out of your brain. But anyway, um, you know, Lord Zed does have some some good one-on-one -on -one combat ability. And I think what this fight's going to turn into is just a one-on-one hand-to-hand -on -hand combat because they both share some very similar abilities. And uh, they, the main source of Zed's power, of course, is the staff. You know, that is the main source of his power. He, he uses it. He has the ability to uh, conjure monsters, bombs, and he can use it as just a hand-to-hand -hand combat weapon. And I would venture to say that uh, he's he can probably match Belial as far as his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills go. Because Zed is not, uh, he you know, he's he's not a slow guy. If, in the show, specifically, he did go one-on-one -on -one with the White Ranger um, and did fairly well. Now, I will say that uh, the White Ranger did ultimately best him by destroying the staff, but... It was a good battle, and Zed is is he has the he does have magic. He does have um, a good bit of sorcery and mist and sorcery powers at his disposal. So he could conjure something uh, like uh, a bomb that would blow Belial up, or even uh, if you wanted to get uh, really fancy, you know, Zed does have the ability to control space and time because if you think about the show, he did turn back time to turn the rangers into children. So I can imagine if this battle took place on Earth, all Zed would really have to do is fast forward things three minutes and then finish Belial off with a stab to the chest from his Z staff. Okay, so I'm going to, first off, uh, Belial's nickname is Galactic Emperor or... Dark Great Emperor uh, are a couple of his nicknames. So we've got two um, emperors here. Okay. Yes. We've got, yes. We've, two we've emperors. Got, we've got one that has conquered a galaxy, one galaxy, and then we've got one that has conquered multiple galaxies. Yes. Uh, Zed has conquered multiple galaxies. No, actually, Belial has conquered more than just a galaxy. And has actually succeeded in destroying like entire universes. Um, I just have one quick question. This is going to be. This is just going to. This is going to do be the deciding, uh, uh, or the decision maker on who would win. Sure, go ahead. About how tall is is uh is Lord Zed? Zed is about uh in. Well, no, Zed has the ability to grow. Uh, 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 no, Zed has we, the ability. No. Have we seen him grow? Yes, we have. We've no, seen we him. Yes, we have. Don't you? No, don't you give me that. Season three, the uh, or season two, it was right before, um, it was right before the miniseries with the alien rangers. Zed, Rita, Rito, Goldar all grew to massive size uh, to destroy Angel Grove. And they wound up, they uh, they wound up. Uh, I think they were at least, I don't know, they had to be a good like fifty meters or so tall. Um, 
So they can grow. He can grow to massive size. So that is not beyond the ability of Lord Zed. Uh, I cannot remember. It was the end of season two or was the beginning of season three before the Alien Rangers. Let's see here. Uh, Zed grows to giant. I don't. Uh, hmm. Season three. Where are you at? Because I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And just because they the, they took it off of Netflix, I can't prove it that way. Um, but I know what I saw. Uh, and even Nathan can back me up on this because he watched it too. Lord Zed battled Tommy personally to keep him from saving Kimberly from an yes. alternate dimension. This marked the only time that Zed had battled a ranger personally. But if we are basing, if you are going to go ahead and base that off of what the wiki said, he it does say that Zed has is skilled at hand to hand combat. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Right. So he is skilled at hand to hand combat. So it doesn't go into specifics, but he is skilled at hand to hand combat. Now I'm just trying to find the the moment where Zed grows large, and I know it. And I know it. I know it's there. I know I'm not crazy. Uh. I think you're just making it up to Travis. No, I'm not making it up, Travis. You know, no, don't you start that bull. Because you know, I have seen, I have seen, I have seen every single show. I've seen every single episode up to uh, Dino Thunder at this point. Uh, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm not, it is not a, it is not a PTSD fever dream like Jimmy from NASA or Timmy from Nasada, I should say. <laughs> so uh this is my favorite part of the of the wikipedia um uh in terms of overall power zed's powers while formidable are much weaker than master vile king mondo and dark specter well dark specter because dark specter is the is the emperor is the is the supreme evil in the universe of course he would be less yeah, powerful and he's also than... less powerful than ivan ooze okay i found it i found it I found it. I found it. I found it. It was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode 145. Um, it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers <clears throat> season three, episode 145. Lord Zed and Rita take over. And at the end of the episode, while the while the while the kids are small and children, while the Rangers are small children again, Rito, Goldar, Rita, and uh, Zed show up and they combine their staff. Uh, like Zed and Rita combine their staffs and they say power forces of evil make up by the power of forces of evil make us grow and so they grow so yes zed can grow what episode, what episode was that that was 140 episode 145 in in season two or three season three season three uh, and i just sent you a link there where, where, where'd, you, where'd you where'd you send me the link to the face to facebook okay let me get on there because I ain't letting you, I ain't letting this go. Because I am not, I'm not letting you. Uh, is it because you're, is it because you're scared that I'm going to use the stuff from the comic books? Is that yeah? Why? I want, I'm, I don't want you using. Well, and not even just that. I think that it'll give you an advantage. It's that it doesn't. It's not fair that you would get the comic book stuff when I, uh, when my character doesn't have comic book stuff to draw from. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> It is your problem because that it means that you cannot problem. you cannot use it. I will I will acquiesce to the fact that Zed can grow. Apparently, only when he's with Rita. 
because it doesn't show him no, growing any other time. No, 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 no. If 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 Zed if okay, if Zed and Rita can grow like that, they also possess the powers to grow individually too. Because Zed has made monsters grow by the power of his staff. I mean, that's so. and if he can and, and honestly, if he can generate bombs too to make him to, to generate potions to make himself grow there is no way that he couldn't just do that individually as well okay well anyway anyway so so that that was so the, my my main argument to start off with was going to be hey belial is 55 meters tall mm -hmm. lord zed's only two meters tall mm -hmm. he just goes stomp squish mm -hmm. bye yep. bye zed nope Sorry. So if you're if you want to if you want to put them on the same level of as far as height. Now, Lord Zed, <laughs> has he ever defeated the Power Rangers in the audio drama? Yes. I you can't do that. You can't do that. That's fan fiction. That's fan fiction. You cannot do that. Lord Zed and Rena and all of them have never defeated the power if, rangers yes if you want and, yes 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 if you want to be okay hey hey that's my turn my turn my no, turn to, to argue if you want to be technical when zed first arrives in season two he does destroy the dinosaurs so that is technically defeating the power rangers no 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 because they come back and they no 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 he doesn't he never manages to defeat in fact he in fact it even says in the in the wikipedia that i was reading that he is not as powerful as master vile and it's and so i now, have now already, let, me, let me get I to have Bilal. Already, i haven't even gotten to a chance to share anything about no i have already proven travis that that wicked the ranger wiki is a lie because if they couldn't even tell you that uh, uh, zed has growth ability and it's in a freaking episode that i don't believe a word that what that ranger wiki says they've I already still, did, they've I already still think, they've i still think you made the whole thing themselves. up and the, no, that video was just fake no. fake news fake uh, news now let me not doing, okay we're so, not doing the fake news travis we're just not doing so, belial ultraman belial was a part of the intergalactic defense force he was part of the the ultimate team of heroes who fight and defeat monsters. He was part of that team. He turned evil. When he turned evil, he came back to his home planet full of super-powered giant beings and defeated every single one of them. He, and you watched that movie with me, he managed to take out every member the original ultraman ultra seven he he took out ultraman taro he took out father of ultra ultraman ken you cannot come close to the power and ferocity that belial has no 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 zed conquered the galaxy zed conquered the same galaxy that zordon was from yeah, but Zordon That's was whole trapped in a tube. That, that is the whole reason why Zed is the whole one. Zed is the whole reason why Zordon's even in the tube to begin with. No, Rita put him in the tube. That's what they said. 
no in maybe the but, audio drama and but yeah no, that it still is, doesn't it, mean it's that it's still doesn't change the no fact. it's it's referenced it's it is referenced in the show in season two when they are when they are introducing zed as the villain it is introduced it is said that it is it is zed and his army is what is who helped imprison zordon who is supposed to be who is supposed to be the most uh the most uh powerful being of good and light in the universe he okay so zed's army his entire army managed to defeat one good ultimate good being the ultraman heroes are the ultimate good heroes who fight in monsters on a regular basis belial single-handedly in the movie where he was introduced defeated all of them. Belial is Belial is a loose cannon. Can we not agree that Belial is a loose cannon? Oh, he's yeah, he's a loose cannon, but he's also a very very powerful loose can cannon. Can we can we just agree here that Belial is a loose cannon? So it is not out of the realm of possibility that say, you know, uh Belial makes a mistake and Zed takes advantage because it is said if you're basing this on the Ranger Wiki, Zed is a tactician and uh, okay okay who is more likely to make a mistake the guy who defeated an entire planet of superhero giants or the guy who cannot beat five teenagers who also got brainwashed by love potion and forced into a marriage the guy that can't uh, last three minutes that guy can't wait okay <laughs> We're we're not we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> but here's another thing. On top of everything else, on top of everything else, Belial can fuse with other monsters into a giant kaiju form. So he can grow bigger than his 55 meter normal size okay because he confused with another monster that's fine that's that's perfectly fine but i don't see zed doing that yeah but that's fine but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna spit out a little bit of something called uh <clears throat> serpentera serpentera no Zed he can't bring in serpentera why if it okay if if belial can merge and make make his own make himself into his own creature why can't zed bring in his ultimate warp his okay war, well uh, but then serpentera was destroyed and defeated serpentera was destroyed and defeated but serpentera also obliterated planets before it was finally destroyed and defeated so yeah, Serpentera it, 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 has it, the Serpentera piloted by Lord Zed does have the ability to destroy whatever monstrosity that Belial is able to merge into. Lord Zed has never faced anything like the Ultraman Garrison, the 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 Ultra Warriors. No, he's because, faced, he's he's faced worse. He's faced the Power Rangers. No, he hasn't. The Power Rangers are nothing compared to the Ultraman Garrison. They're, How do you know that, Travis? How do you because know? Because they're human you know? size. The Ultraman are know? fifty well, something meters the, tall. The Rangers can grow too. They have no. They, yes, you cannot they can. Bring, you cannot keep bringing your fan fiction into this no, argument. I'm not bringing fan fiction. And <laughs> Rangers can grow. Uh, you can't keep bringing Rangers, this. Uh, Rangers can grow because if you go and watch the season finale of Zio, Rangers can grow. 
You can't keep bringing your own. No, I'm not bringing bringing your own. Do I need to YouTube it again, Travis? Do I need to send you another YouTube video? Because Rangers can grow. I've seen it with my own eyes. It is not a fever dream. Rangers can grow to ginormous sizes, which means that their powers become just more amplified because they are in ginormous size because they, they grew to the size of giant Kaiju uh, to the size of Ultraman and they defeated King Mondo and the machine empire. That's still not even close to the power of an Ultraman with his Zessian being like, that's just, and, and, I and would Belial, put, Belial I would be put, an entire I planet. Would put, I would them. put the power. I would put, I would put a giant sized, Tommy Oliver against an Ultraman any day of the week. Oh, boo. No, no, you wouldn't. It would not. He would not last five minutes against any of the Ultramans. Ultraman 7 would rip him apart. No. Well, Ultraman 7 would be easily defeated by uh, Jason with the Dragon Shield. No, 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 not even close. Yeah. So, and, and, and so Belial, okay, Belial about, has okay. an entire okay, planet. How about, of, how, about, how, about, how about evil Tommy Oliver with the, the sword of darkness? I think that evil Tommy Oliver with the sword of darkness. We're not, Dragon we're not doing evil Tommy Oliver against, uh, we're talking about you Belial said, against Lord you said, No, you said, you said that Rangers can't grow and that Rangers aren't as powerful as Ultimate. I don't. We're we're talking about Belial against Lord Zed, and Belial has well, been an comes, entire it, look, planet it, it of all, giant no, superpowers. It, it all comes back around, Travis, to from this. birth. Lord Zed, Lord Zed has defeated more has defeated defeated better caliber opponents than Belial. So he is no, more battle tested. Absolutely not, because you Belial has beaten every Ultraman that was around at the time, including the chief of the garrison, which Belial was Ultraman Ken. No, he didn't because he did it twice. He did he it got twice. Lucky twice. <laughs> he got lucky twice. So um, one last thing for Belial. Sure. Um, little pieces of his body that are broken off while he is, uh, while he's fighting have the power to turn things into giant monsters. So just the little pieces of him that break off are strong enough to cause problems across the universe, multiple universes. He has succeeded in destroying an an entire. That's an easy fix, Travis. That's an easy fix. If we're going to go that route, then Lord Zed can make uh, numerous amounts of monsters to combat Belial's multi-personality syndrome. I, but but that's what I'm saying. It's just it's not even like it's not even that he can make them. It's just a byproduct of how powerful he is. It just no. It just it's a byproduct of uh, how manic the the how manic he is. He's not. He's like no. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I think we need to call it there. Ding ding. Fine, because we're not going to go. We're we're not getting anywhere. So it's probably best. No, to we're call not. It. Yeah, no, no, we're going to call it there and we're going to say to our listeners that if you want to share your thoughts on who would win in a fight, Ultraman Belial versus Lord Zed, then you can send us an email, uh, kaijuweekly at gmail.com, or you can uh, send us a tweet at 
Kaiju Weekly, and we will be posting a poll on our Twitter for uh, for people to vote on. So you can vote and let us know who is right and who is wrong. Yes, they can. And if um, I will tell you this, if you vote for Lord Zed, I will be your best friend. So if that is something that you are that is valuable to you, then vote for Zed and not that loser Belial, because Belial is a loser and he's got personality disorder. Belial has won more fights than Lord Zed canonically. Canonically, we're okay. We're just we're gonna talk in circles. You're making me mad, Travis. I think we might need to move on. <laughs> don't we have it? Don't we have a trivia question for next week? Uh, no, we don't because it's the same trivia question we asked last week. <laughs> <laughs> which which ranger was the last to canonically use their Zeo form? So if anybody wants to send us their trivia question or answer, if they didn't get it uh, last week when we asked it, you can send it in for next week because we moved that episode to next week and we're going to have a couple of special guests and we're looking forward to it and I'm mad. And so I'm just talking like this very aggressively. <laughs> and and uh, so I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're no, no, like we we play it up for Kaiju Clash, but we're not we're not actually speak that for mad yourself, at each other, Travis. Speak for yourself. I am a well. I guess then you can just you can just I'll just find me another host, Daisy. It's your turn to be the host now. <laughs> Well, okay, that's fine. She's put um, her, she put her butt up to the microphone, so I guess that tells you what she thinks. Well, she thinks that that she actually thinks we're both crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, so yeah, so thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly and at Kaiju Groupie Pod. All the links to our social media as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine so far. We are hard at work on issue two. It's coming soon and it's going to be all focused on Godzilla versus Kong. So Ooh. look forward to that. Uh, so if you want to find out more about the magazine, check out the website kaijuramanmagazine.com. And if you want to help support this podcast because you found some benefit from it, then you, and you also want to get some nice bonus content like our clickbait uh, focused bonus podcast then you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod. Yep. And that is not the only thing they can do to support this podcast, Travis. They can also head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Uh, we'll accept nothing other than a five-star review with an actual written review. Don't just click five stars. Well, you can, but we would prefer it if you tell us in the comment section just how much you enjoy this show. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other Kaiju, Tokusatsu, and Power Rangers fans just like you. Yeah, and just as I don't like bringing stuff up on the podcast oh, no. because I don't really care, but mm -hmm. we have had an influx of a lot of one star reviews that have not been giving us you know actual feedback they've just been giving us one star reviews it's I, awful suspicious yeah i feel like and i'm not one to just throw that out there i'm like yes like legitimate criticism i'm okay with if you have a legitimate criticism of our podcast you can absolutely tell us that's fine 
we are almost sitting at 50 50 50 percent one star reviews 50 percent five star reviews normal audiences don't interact with a podcast that way so there you know there, there's more nuance you know sometimes you'll get a four star three star whatever the fact that there is no four star three star two star it is just 50 percent five star 50 percent one star means something is happening something's going on somebody is doing something sounds and, like a uh, spammer to me. sounds like a, a a spammer or a group of spammers to me travis you know what i know exactly who it is no, exactly yeah. who it is. It's those. It's those. It's those two cretins over at the Giant Monster BS podcast. Ah, uh, Giant Monster BS. Why you gotta be like that? We had you on our podcast, and then you. No, no, no. We. Uh, I mean, to be fair, we we. No, they're great, but no, uh, they're fine. They're good guys. We uh we we probably know who it is, but um, I'm not going to say on here, but if anybody wants to help out the podcast by giving us a five star, if you legitimately feel like the podcast deserves more recognition, more attention, because we mm -hmm. put a lot of work into it. I, I, I we think have back, a lot of fun. We have yeah, fun. We, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. We do yell at each other and stuff and argue, but that, I mean, we're, we're having fun. We're this part of the joy of, of doing this is nerds getting to nerd out at each other. But uh, yeah, we have we've done a lot, uh, you know, with, with with Kaiju Quarantine, putting together that thing, that whole um, the three separate live streams to help people feel connected and not alone during very difficult times uh, when everyone was feeling very isolated uh, to doing the magazine, the Kaiju Ramen magazine. Uh, when people were feeling like they there wasn't enough uh, representation of 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 fans in the the kaiju media that you know that was being put out by other fans you know that they 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 weren't getting enough recognition for the creative people that they you know that, that do amazing things and so we put together kaiju ramen to kind of help elevate the voices of people who are expressing their love for kaiju in in very creative and interesting ways and then you know doing this podcast weekly every week coming together having fun we don't like yes we're doing this for free we're doing it you know for for our own you know we we chose to do this but we just hope that the people who listen, who who connect with us and with this podcast, will appreciate the work that we've done and the and the stuff that we've we've done for for the community for the, for everyone. Yeah, we we you know we this is this is us out of character, of course. Uh, we legitimately care about this community. We actually care about our listeners a whole lot. Uh, Every person, every man, woman who has ever come on this show, uh, we we do we we invite them on because we think that uh, that they're just, they're just genuinely awesome people, and we want to share them with all of you guys, and we we want to share these conversations with everyone. So uh, please, uh, this is me out of character. This is me being as real with you as I can. If you would, if you enjoy us, if you enjoy hearing us go back and forth and talk about these films in a fun and not so serious way, please uh, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, leave us an actual uh, written review, um, and do what you have to do to help us uh, have a 
uh, a very successful show. Yeah, so that we can continue doing this because mm -hmm. we love doing it, and and mm -hmm. you know we have fun doing it. And I always say, if I'm not having fun doing it, I'm not going to do it because that's the whole point of me starting this podcast was I, w I wanted to have fun, and I mm -hmm. am having fun, and I right. love doing it. Uh, right. And but if if it's you know if if people want to see it continue, then please support us in whatever way you can. You know, we whatever it doesn't have to be monetarily. It doesn't have to be any just whatever way you feel you can support us. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you as kaiju fans. We appreciate you as listeners. So we just want to let you know that. Uh, and so yeah, to close out this episode, I'm going to say help control the giant monster population. Have have your evil galactic emperors of the galaxies spayed or neutered. Yeah, neuter Belial. And Lord Zed. Although Lord Zed's already neutered. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> ay, 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 ay.